y'all need to pay more. And then at this point, I'm not loyal to y'all. Y'all aren't paying me no money. What am I doing? Like the ass not fair, and then 30 years, then you can get your you can get a 10% raise. What a 10% raise. Welcome back to I'm the Villain. So this week, unfortunately, DeAndre is not here because he's had some serious Wi-Fi issues. Um, he's somewhere. He's in the middle of nowhere this week, so we're going to try doing it without him. <laughs> um, but this week, we have Alicia Nunnally, and she's another fellow podcaster. We love having podcasters as guests on this show. <laughs> Um, but I will just let you, you know, give an introduction, whatever you want people to know about yourself for context. Okay. Hi y'all. Um, my name is Alicia. As she said, um, I am a podcaster. I have a podcast called Millennial Thoughts where I just talk about life as a millennial. Um, I would definitely say I'm a daily content creator, <laughs> uh, because I have a blog, um, up and coming and I also do YouTube, um, I love to travel, and I'm really excited to be on this podcast to talk about, you know, how to get some money in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, so how do you do that? Like, is that, I mean, I so basically before the show, we talked about, like, having this be about side hustles, and, like, as somebody who has, like, I don't know, like, four or five different, like, things going on right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm really curious how, how, like what you do and how you kind of manage those things, you know? Uh, yes. So I would say that the quarantine, like this time gave me like really, uh, more time to do different things. So, um, I would say that like, actually somebody reached out to me about helping them, um, with their like company, like doing Facebook and posting and stuff like that. And um, I also like to post and promote. People are like, oh, you're so good at posting and promoting different things like that. And I'm like, okay. So then I like heard about a virtual assistant. And so I was like, okay, well, let me look in more into this. So I was like researching, looking more into this, seeing what services I can offer and different things like that. And so then I just started talking about it. And then this lady was like, oh, would you be interested? And then she really like uh, told other people about me or whatever. And so it was just more of like networking and talking to people and like, okay, this is what I can do for you. This is what I can't do for you. And that's really basically how the virtual assistant um, came about with uh, doing that as a side hustle. Um, And then I was like, okay, well, uh, DoorDash, I've had DoorDash or whatever for a while. I never really did it. But one day it was just like, okay, it's really busy. So I get those texts that are really busy. And then I just started doing that. And I just kept doing it, like just kept doing it, honestly. And my friend worked at Postmates and she told me about Postmates and then I just, download a post <laughs> yeah then, um so that's really how those side hustles started uh just like talking to you talking to people and just like uh figuring out different things to do how has that been during coronavirus um doing what the like just like doing any of those kind of like delivery based oh yeah things I'm, you know well i'll be trying to be safe okay y'all uh like i'll be having my mask on i was having gloves on and like and like you don't really touch their food like you get bags and stuff like that so just making sure like when you deliver you just like put it down get some gloves on go get it and like just deliver like I never touch their food I'm never really in contact with them and also most of the time I really just sit out their door so it's not like in-person contact at all so yeah that's really as good and that's really why I've been doing it because I'm like oh I ain't trying to get no virus out here giving food to y'all <laughs> yeah especially because I wonder to what degree like everyone you know, all of those types of like, you know, Uber and like DoorDash and like how how much those workers are supported. Because I know Instacart, I'm sure, has gotten a lot of flack for like just, you know, 
the way like i've heard of like really shitty things where people will be like ordering and then you like put your tip in advance and then people will give those like 60 dollars tips or whatever and then as they're walking up to the door they'll like you know retract it yes i did hear about that and that's all about well won't be going on instacart right now i know yeah. i was like trying to figure out and change it i don't know i never did instacart so i don't know how they're doing that i was like dang that's rude but um yeah i think with postmates and um doordash i always say doordash more like you see your tip like you see what you're gonna get and people can add it but they can't take it away i've never had it where they take it in the way so uh, fingers crossed <laughs> yeah totally so what are your thoughts around like i i i feel like i saw in the news recently that there was some crazy statistic of like you know like 40 plus percent of the economy is going to be like gig workers or something in like how like how do you feel like that is like that impact just especially from your own experience but like just generally like on the economy and on people's lives because i know like obviously there's like the whole issue of like people would love to have like benefits and like you know healthcare and stuff like that especially since we're realizing now during this pandemic that that's so important right like and like this employer based system of healthcare is just so not <laughs> feasible during a time when like so many people are just getting laid off right so i don't know what are your thoughts on that i think um that it is important to have a second income second stream of income so i would say that like don't neglect if you um are able to keep your nine to five and you're able to have that like with your health insurance that's good and just like add on to it because a lot of things right now are going virtual and different things like that so i see like why wow, there's a lot of gig workers like you can get work on fiber or work like you can write for different people you can podcasting can get you money you can do websites so you can do all this stuff or whatever but i would just say to make sure that you don't neglect that nine to five because um in some instances what I'm doing is like, okay, I have this job, but it's just for my healthcare. So I go, okay, this is for healthcare. This will be to sustain me, to keep me. So just like making sure you're not overwhelming yourself so that you can still keep that job for your healthcare because we do know that like that's something that's really important. Um, that's what I would say about that situation with the gigs and different things like that i don't just like okay i'm about to quit my job just to do gigs <laughs> because you're not going to get that um support and you're not going to healthcare. and it's really hard also like it's so hard and i wouldn't even necessarily say that i like to go and get clients i like the networking piece of it and people sending people to me i don't really like the going and having to go find people and get people like that's not really the part that i like about it <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is like so many people I know who are freelancers are like, yeah, not only are you just doing the actual work, whatever you're freelancing for, but it's like a whole other job on top of that just yeah. to market yourself and get clients. That's like mm -hmm. almost like <laughs> you could pay someone full time to do that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. you really can. And, and like write up your own contracts and like, you know, all of this, even literally just like posting on social media, like for, for my own podcast. And we've been a terrible job with social media, but like even just posting on a weekly basis, being like, okay, here's the newest episode. is just like a lot. <laughs> and it can be overwhelming. And so that's why I say like, take it um, in strides because like right now I do, I have like honestly three different Instagrams, but that's because I just been starting doing different things or whatever. But yes. And some people don't like posting on social media. I don't mind posting on social media. It doesn't really affect me. Um, but it really is a lot when you have to like know the ads to promote yourself then to talk to people and then that could waste your time. And then to try to do the project, then try to go after it. And so it's just like 
this revolving door or whatever's going on. So I feel like you have to be like more strategic when you're thinking about um, who you want to be in business with or think about what type of business that you want. You have to really be strategic in starting your business. Well, I'm curious, especially like if you are someone with a 95, right? Like that situation you just mentioned, does, is that, do you, how open do you think people should be about talking with people? You know, obviously people have different relationships with people that they work with. Sometimes you're like friends and sometimes there's just like much more like professional, but how, in your opinion, how open should you be with people at work that you have a side hustle? That's a great question because I was thinking about that. Um, now I'm like, when you apply for jobs and stuff like that, I'm like, uh, do I want to put my podcast on the job and put my blog? And they're like, I don't really know. Right. Um, so different. And I don't want to say, uh, I don't know how to say this, but like uh, intergenerational, whatever the heck that word is. I mean, you know, like when you're working with older people, no shade, no tea. But it's like, they might not even know what a podcast is, honestly. I think you do have to find your core people. Um, I didn't uh, start my podcast. Well, I started my podcast with my coworkers, and so they were like my age or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. You want to be on it one time? You could do that. I just think it depends on um, how your relationship is with your coworkers and stuff like that and what you talk about on your podcast. So if your podcast... Um, in politics, if your podcast is not like a uh, professional, then I might not say it. And professional meaning like you're not talking about like your expert in something. Like if it's just like fun, ratchet, not saying that nothing's wrong with that. I guess you might only tell your friends. You might not want to tell like your boss and maybe the CEO. <laughs> but if it's something like where you can network with them and you're doing a uh, podcast about like podcasting and you work for a podcasting company and so where you can get them to get on there they may even back you up they might help you with the network and stuff like that I think you just have to read the room and seeing um how your podcast can maybe benefit them and how you can benefit from sharing it with your coworkers. yeah totally because I I totally I'm totally on the same page around the kind of like the intergenerational thing because that's the kind of thing where like my mom was like, oh, you shouldn't tell people whatever that you have all these things going on where you're trying to start a business, you have a podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like one thing that I actually really appreciate about our generation is that I feel like we're just really open about the fact that like it's almost assumed that you have all these other things going on, right? It's like not, yeah, and it's like, like to me it seems very outdated this presumption that like like oh you shouldn't tell your employer because like what that's gonna like take away your focus from like whatever your job is like obviously like your job is not like is not presumed to be I think in our generation like the one thing you have going on right I'm like oh yeah if you start business and then but um that generation is like well why would you want to work for us if you have your own business or like they have that it's more like simple minded, like, oh my goodness, she has a business, but she wants to just like, okay, maybe I want some more experience in this. Maybe I want to figure out something this and this or whatever. But now it's like coming to this generation, like, I can't have a YouTube channel. I can't have a podcast. You might want to be careful on telling and what you do because it can come back to bite you. And I do know that like, sometimes they do look you up on Google. So even knowing about stuff like that, it's like, okay. And so you might just want to tell them like, hey, if you look me up, you're going to see a podcast and a blog and I do that. Or you could just let them look you up and see what they say. Um, but I know in one interview I did, I was like, oh yeah, I have a podcast and I did that. And they're like, oh yeah, maybe you can help me um, with my podcast or different things like that. Well, um, that's going to be an upcharge, but <laughs> yeah, like, so sometimes it can help you get more than doing. I know now when I'm trying to, like, I'm a virtual assistant and I'm trying to think about, like, maybe I want to change my career or whatever. I do know that what I'm doing now could help me 
go into that different career. So if that can help me with like the digital marketing, like I have my own podcast, I have my own YouTube channel, like I know how to create content and stuff like that. Some people don't know how to create content. Some people don't even know what a blog is. So um, if you're going with them different things, I think that it can be great to kind of share and showcase your expertise and your skills and stuff like that. Because some people just don't know how to do it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I know for I, I am pretty open with people that I work with about the fact that I have a podcast. And like, I definitely talk about like, like both DeAndre and I are non monogamous. So we talk about our thoughts on like monogamy and our partners and stuff like that. And it's like pretty personal. But I want to go back to one thing that you were talking about. You were like, okay, I think everyone should have two streams of income. I'm curious why you think that. Um, I definitely think that because this first stream of income, how you were talking about with healthcare and stuff like that, with coronavirus, people lost their jobs. People didn't know what to do. Things closed like that so quickly. And there was, I mean, $1,200 ain't going to really get you nowhere. And I probably think that you might agree, even living in D.C., I know it's really expensive there. That's not going to get you nowhere. So you can depend on this income, but it really uh, can be gone that quick. Or you can get fired. You can get laid off and stuff like that. And unemployment can happen. So that's why I say you should have two streams of income and something that you're really good. And it could be the same or it could be not the same. So if you're a nurse, clearly you're still probably working crazy hours. But say somebody like, um, I don't even know, like nothing, something non-essential, like when they close them all down. That's not essential. You're you're a store worker, but um, that's not gonna make you no money because they closed them all down. So if you did graphics or like if you even edited podcasts, baby, let me tell you, like there's so many people that want their podcast edited, so many people that want their graphics made that you can start a second income. So that because that person that may be paying you could be a nurse, so they could have more money and being able to give you that money to pay them. So that's why I think it's so important to have second. Um, well. More than two streams of income, but at least two streams of income when it comes to this day and age. And also, you know, like rent is expensive. Um, you want to save money. You might have to pay student debt off, like living in this generation, you know. So that's why I really think it's really important. Okay. So you're just saying from a perspective of like kind of an insurance, like you never know what's going to happen. Like don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of a thing. Yeah, that's how I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because like I do feel like so many people so for example I work at Fannie Mae and like there's a lot of people who literally worked there like for 30 years for like their entire careers and they are like yeah I'm probably gonna retire here you know and it's just it's just funny because like it's this place where there's like it's a very safe job um and like and nobody was laid off during the pandemic well it's all the kind of thing that you can do remotely you know okay 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 i didn't i never heard of that before so that's what i was asking yeah um but yeah in a sense that's like well yeah you could do a remote so that's another thing too but i was gonna say also like just think about like you might like your job somebody else that worked there they may not like it so if you have that second stream of income you're able to quit you have that flexibility to be like okay um like I want to go like my friend, I interviewed her on my podcast and she was like, she literally has like a effort budget or effort account or something like that. So she's like, okay, like if I get mad, if I get upset, like if I don't want to work this job no more, like effort, I'm quitting. I said, oh, that's a good idea. So your second stream of income could be helping build up your effort account. <laughs> totally, totally. And I'm not like, not even like, I'm only on a five month contract. So it's, I, I don't even feel like for any job that I've ever been in where I was just like, oh, like I can totally see myself doing this in 10 years. No, I feel wow. like literally everyone I know, usually it's like two years yeah. turnaround, you know? Yeah. And also too, like, you have to remember, like people are like, 
um, these companies are not loyal to you. And you got to know, like, even right now, it's not so like you're on a contract. Who's to say that they are? I mean, I hope they renew it. But who's to say that they will renew it or something like that? No, I'm not even looking for them to renew it. I'm just like, I don't, I can't commit to you guys for more than like, <laughs> because I'm also trying to start my own business. I'm just like, okay, look, like I, if I, if I had like a, indefinite contract where I was just like, you know, oh, I could just work this forever. I would be like, I need to have like a deadline for me to actually get my own business off the ground. Otherwise it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. You know, and that's what I was saying that inter, um, <laughs> that, uh, intergenerational thing again, you know, like people are, they're like, okay, I'll work here 30 years. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about too. It's like, okay, they were getting jobs. They are working here 30 years. I don't know if you um, have your master's or uh, degree or anything like that. No, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. Um, but people were going in the workforce when they were just getting done. And so now me coming with my master's degree, I'm like experience. I'm like, y'all need to pay more. And then at this point, I'm not loyal to y'all. Y'all aren't paying me no money. What am I doing? Like the ass not fair. And then 30 years, then you can get your, you can get a 10% raise. What? A 10% raise? I've been doing this for 10 years longer. Like that should be way more. And so I think that's a different thing too with um, millennials coming up. And that's something that I want to preach and say, like, you can create the life you want. Like they could do that 30 years, but now you see people are starting businesses. You see people are doing different things. Like they may, they may work for two years. They may go move out the country for another year. You don't have to be stuck. Like you can save money and move anywhere. Honestly, you don't have to be stuck and be like, well, I'll be here for 30 years and then I'm going to retire in at 60 and then I'm going to travel. Like, no, we're traveling now. People are trying to retire at 35. Like we ain't got time to be sitting here our whole life at the computer desk looking crazy because uh we can't uh, retire till we're third uh till we're 60 years old no that's not what we want to do <laughs> i went off on a tangent <laughs> no no that's totally fine I'm, I'm really curious about like i i do feel like i hear both sides of this narrative right there's this one narrative of like okay you know being able to do all these side hustles is really empowering it'll give you more money blah 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 but then like i feel like there you often also hear especially from like friends of mine who are in debt and stuff like that who are like look this is not an empowering thing to need to do all these different jobs right like like the fact that we have so much student debt and we have you know all just like so so much more kind of financial insecurity than generations that came before us like there's definitely like people who for whom it probably is very empowering but at, on the flip side there's also kind of this cynical read on it of like you should not have to work you know three different jobs in order to make enough money to like you know i do agree with that one so i was talking about two different narratives the first one is like i don't have to work 30 years to be able to be fine to be able to retire to travel and live now that's what I'm talking about in that part. But I do agree that we shouldn't have to work three and four jobs to make ends meet. I definitely do agree. And that that is not right with the um, how much they're paying. That's why I was saying how much they're paying. And then y'all know we have debt. And then y'all know we have to live. And y'all know that's going up. We should not have to work three and five jobs. But the streams of income can help us set up ourselves so that we are able to pay off stuff as well and so i do not agree that it i do i do agree it's not empowering to work three and four jobs or whatever um but i just think it depends on um how you look at it if you're working three if you're working a job and then you have a side hustle and you do stuff for fun and you don't have to pay debt that's good because you're doing it out of freedom now when you're doing it out of debt that does seem like it's like financial insecurity or i forgot the word you said like it's like i gotta do this to survive i do not like that and i think that that can run as 
drive to and but that's another reason why we're like well no we're not working till we're 60 because like that's not for like we have to work two times as hard even though we're more educated and these jobs aren't even giving us that much like um rent back then probably was about five hundred dollars rent now is like fifteen hundred dollars so i do definitely agree with like it's not empowering to have to work three jobs to live i definitely agree Yeah, well, this is something that I'm I'm really curious to hear your take on in terms of like, I really do feel like a lot of the people in our parents' generation, the reason why they were more willing to, you know, work in a job for 30 years is because they really, really placed a high premium on stability, right? And I don't know if we, personally, speaking for myself, I feel like for me, I don't tend to value stability as much. And maybe it's because like I was definitely, like, I have this kind of, like, you know, my mom was an immigrant, right? She came to this country with, like, whatever, $60 in her pocket. And she, like, was, like, I don't have another choice. So, like, I have to have stability be my number one thing, right? And now I feel like that we're, like, you know, one generation, I'm one generation moved to that. I don't feel as kind of, like, desperate in that same way of where I, I do feel a little bit more empowered to be, like, I can, like, play around with like experimenting with different types of things so that I can kind of see what I actually want to do. And it's more about what is going to make me happy as opposed to like, I just need to like kind of fight tooth and nail to have some kind of stability. You know, I say that I value stability. That's me. I definitely do value stability, but in a sense of like talking earlier, like I want to be stable enough to be able to pay my rent, to be able to pay this debt off so that I can come from under this financial um, debt so that I can become financially free. I would say that though, I don't mind like um, living, like I don't mind like having roommates. I don't mind like trying to live in a room, different things like that. That as long as I'm, stability to me means security. Like as long as I have enough money to live, that's fine for me. I don't really need like a mansion or anything like that. Like I don't even know who's going to be up in there. Um, (laughs) And so I do agree with it. Like my dad, he was in the military. That was stability for his family. And so I also think that like, um that generation um before they i feel like they had kids early and so that's what i was saying when it comes to stability like they're like okay well this can provide for my kids i can get health care i can get this i can get that and um they want to be stable for their family so they're like okay well i can work here no i'm really not gonna look for another job because i'm there it was more they're comfortable they're content with their life uh, i feel like our generation is more like we want more or we don't feel like um we have to be so stable like people are rooming together people are going people are moving people are renting rooms like we're just like whatever works for us because some people are really if you can enjoy your life and you don't need a hundred thousand dollars people are doing that they're fine with that and that we ain't having kids for real for real like that like you see that thing it was like millennials are not having kids to keep up the population well how about you pay us some money then but that's the whole yeah exactly it's sort of like yeah like i just especially right now like the huge huge divide between people with kids and people without kids like this is just like it is insane that now all these people are just being expected to like have like work their jobs and also like their kids aren't in school like their kids can't go to camp their kids are not doing whatever it is they do during the summer crazy like the government telling you to do with your kids like if i don't want my kid to go to the school well first of all my kids aren't going to public school anyways but if i don't want my kid to go to school to be exposed to this virus like i don't want to like these are my kids i should be able to have that right to do it and um honestly kids are expensive and i was like whoo child thank goodness i barely can take care of myself why well, i look like having a little uh kid around here like mama I, uh-uh. <laughs> like, 
don't have nobody out here calling me mama. Like, um, I don't know what we gonna do, sis or sir. But yeah, so I think that's like the divide and like how uh, we move differently um, when it comes to the different generations. Well, when you say like, um financial freedom to you what is the like what exactly does that mean right because it's sort of like I I I think everyone kind of is on the same page about what's a baseline level of like you want to be able to like feed yourself you want to be able to like you know have you know a a decent level of like not feeling like if you're you're one crisis away from you know having to like be in debt right you want to like if there's a major health crisis or something, you want to have to be able to deal with that. I feel like a lot of people, those are the big things. But like, do you think that like being able to travel is included in that? Do you think that, you know what I mean? Because I feel like once you start, you know, getting all these income streams and making this kind of money, it's sort of hard to gauge like, how does one not just avoid this like, you know, rat race of just like, you just got to get more money. Because I feel like that's such a big part of, the ugliest parts of kind of the capitalist machine that we're all kind of a part of when you can't really escape. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something that you said because someone was like, that is capitalism, like financial, not financial freedom, but like saying that everybody needs a million dollars, saying that everybody needs this and like you're trying to get it to financial freedom. It's like, no, what do you need that for? I mean, I want to be a millionaire, but that's just because I want to be a millionaire. Um, I think financial freedom to me is like me having the option to basically work in general. And so one part of my financial freedom is paying off my student debt. So I know if I pay off my student debt, I can do anything. I know that like I don't have to keep paying something off. And being able to travel is in there. I just did like a financial uh, freedom um, vision board or whatever on Canva. So it was to save a million dollars. It was to invest in company so that I know about like stocks and stuff like that, like investing in stocks and to be able to travel and um like work from anywhere. I think that's financially freedom. It's just like how I was saying earlier, like I don't I don't have a family, so I don't care to buy a house right now. So buying a house wouldn't be financially freedom wouldn't be financially free to me. Financially freedom to me is like, okay, well maybe I can go stay in the Caribbean for six months. Okay, well maybe I can go stay in Asia for six months. Or maybe I can just stay here for six months but I have enough income, I have enough money saved that I can just relax and like take a sabbatical and just like chill out because I've been working for about 24 years of my life or something. So I think that is my ordeal of financial freedom. Being able to just create the life you want and not feel like you have to owe anybody and you're able to make your decisions based on knowing that you can survive with how much money ever you can. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I would love to give you an opportunity to promote your podcast and anything, you know, you want to share, like your Instagram or anything like that. Um, So just let us, our guests know where they can find you. Okay. So my podcast is called Millennial Thoughts. Um, It's two L's, two N's. It's on all streaming platforms, basically. And we're on Instagram at Millennial um, Thoughts Pod and on Twitter at Millennial TH Pod. Um, that's for my podcast. And then for me, I'm an open book. If you have any questions, you can follow me on Instagram at Alicia's Adventures and it's A-L-I-E-S-H-I-A-S. Um, that's on Twitter and Facebook and all those things. So Alicia's Adventures and Millennial Thoughts Pod is the two ways you can connect with me. 
Um, so yeah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Oh yeah, no problem. And for anybody who wants to check us out, uh, our handle is I'm the villain pod. That's our Twitter, Gmail, and our Instagram. So we literally never post on our Twitter, but if you want to <laughs> follow uh, us or, you know, send us a tweet or email us or anything like that, you can go ahead and do that. But otherwise, bye.